Hello and welcome to the Grazia Life Advice podcast. I hope you're having a really good week. We've got more life tips and chat coming up, this time from an award-winning comedian and writer. Hi, I'm Rose Matafeo. I am this week's guest on the Grazia Life Advice podcast. We'll hear about Rose's hilarious show, Starstruck, and why you should always wear your best underwear. But I think if I was a ghost, you know, like kind of looking down on me and I'm like, God damn, why do I wear those today? We talk a little about different types of friendship. In comedy or in like when you're an actor and stuff, like with pro- different projects and stuff, you become very close with people. It's like doing a musical at school, you know, when you're like, we're going to be friends forever. And you're like, yeah, we, we really don't take stay in touch. And Rose gives us a glimpse into her future where she is miraculously muscle bound and dining alone in restaurants. I knew that that was the future I wanted for myself. I was like, start young. So it just people expect it of you by the time you're in their 30s. It's not like a, oh, that's weird. Rose has gone for dinner on her own again. It's like, yeah, that's what she does. It's her thing. There's also mention of Rose's hippie parents and the virtues of listening to what your hormones are telling you. I'm sure this one is going to make you laugh. Let's get into it. Thanks so much for joining us, Rose. I'm super excited to have you on the show because I was a huge fan of Starstruck. And I felt like I sort of had personally discovered it because I was, I felt like I was one of the first people that was watching it in my friendship group and then like recommended it to loads of people. I'm mm-hmm. sure I wasn't, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, have a per- I have like a real personal connection to it. So um, congrats. I like that. It's a real grassroots um, uh, sort of publicity campa- campaign. It's, it's, it's like... It's because of people, people like you that it has been seen. So thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And so the second season's coming out. Um, do you know when it's coming out in the UK? Uh, next month. So uh, in February. Yes. So Fantastic. when this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Fair. wait to see it. And have you been doing a lot of sort of promo for it and talking to lots of people about it? And yes. How do you find all that up. side of things? I mean, it's it's okay. It's I, I get so, so. I mean, I get sick of the. I get sick of the side of my own face when I'm editing the show. And then when I'm promoting the show, I get sick of the sound of my own voice. So um, I'm sorry. Uh, I've got, I, I always have to do, I always should remember this and like try and time press days not to be like uh, on, like I need to like plan something really fun after it because I'm always like, yeah, I hate myself. That <laughs> doesn't involve you talking to other people about yourself afterwards. Exactly. Like go and like yeah. play sport or something. I just need to go into a, a dark room for, for 12 hours and just, yeah. you know, meditate or something. Um, well, hopefully our chat today will feel a bit different because um, as much as we love talking about the show, we're actually here to talk about your life advice yes. um which you've sent me and mm-hmm. i'm very intrigued to find out more so mm-hmm. rose could you yes. tell me please your first piece of life advice all right my first piece of life advice is something that i've only come to terms with you know at this age of my life in my late 20s uh and that is that life is i think too short for bad underwear and or socks and i say this fully knowing that i have pe- pairs of underwear in my closet that I, I think are like, honestly, probably nearly 10 years old. Like, I mean, maybe 10, no, maybe 10 is a bit degenerous, but probably, probably eight or, or, or seven. And you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm all for, you know, using things until they're just like falling apart. But I think my advice here is that you should buy quality. Don't buy tons of crap underwear or socks you're not going to 
then they're going to fall apart. You're going to have to throw them out, buy good quality, buy good ones and buy ones that you would be happy with. Mm. You know, what's the old saying, you know, like being hit if you run over by a bus, you know, like, and you know, some <laughs> you I've die, I guess. about that because it's always, I'm always like, surely that's the least of your worries in that scenario. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But, but I think if I was a ghost, you know, like kind of looking down on me and I'm like, God damn, why do I wear those today? That goes actually for all clothes in general. Now I've learned that like, I need to start dressing up, particularly coming out of lockdown. I'm like, just start dressing up in your best clothes every day. Because when else are you going to wear them? You know? Why not? And do yeah. you have a hierarchy of underwear and socks where you've got like yeah, good, excellent, yeah. just being there are, at home? There are socks that I'm like, why am I even washing you? Like you don't deserve to be washed. <laughs> why did I wear you? Oh my God. Mm. You will be seen. You will not be seen. You'll be se- you will not be seen nor heard. You will be under a boot. No one will see you. If they do see you, something terrible has gone wrong. Mm. Uh so yeah, I definitely have a hierarchy. Um, I've 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 recently sort of found my per- like almost perfect white sock. Mm. So that's been that was a really big, Where from? big day for me. Oh, look, it was dirty old Amazon to be honest. It was really I feel really bad about that, but it's very hard to find very hard to find a good ankle white sports sock that won't you know fall apart on you. Mm. Um, yeah, my worst kind of socks. My wife used to wear these like little pop socks that are like. Gosh. Do you know the ones I mean? Yeah, They're like yeah. not proper socks. They just cover yeah. like your big toe and your ankle. Yeah. And then they'd get stuck in the washing machine, like in the little rim of the washing machine. Oh and there'd God. be these like soggy balls of sock. No, I mean, I do not have the feet that can deal with that sort of sock. I've got giant, large, wide feet, which I really do love. But, um, well, not really. But those socks cover basically my big toe. And that's yeah, I just wondered what the point of them was. How do they work? I don't know ergonomically how they work. It's yeah. very bizarre. Yeah. So we've learned about your feet. Um, mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. Um, Straight and, up the top. And we, I'm also learning that you are not a plant person. And your second piece of advice is that if you recognize that you're not a plant person, to essentially just accept that and move on. Yeah. I mean, I say that, but I'm currently looking at two plants that I've bought. I've, bought, I've moved into a new flat and I was like, maybe I'm, maybe it's me. Maybe that's me. And then they haven't died yet. I think the one in the other room has died. Um, I think that this is the true test. Whether or not these these if these plants survive, it means that you know they, I could have a future as a plant person. If they don't, I'm, I just I need to accept that because I think it's mm. good to accept your limitations. Definitely, it's, it's celebrate celebrate the wins, celebrate the things you're good at, but do accept the limitations. You can't be everything. You can't be everything to everyone all the time. And if you're not a plant person, you're not a plant person. That's so where point. does it go wrong for you with plants? Remembering that they, they, they're living creatures. <laughs> Remembering that, that they need any type of attention. I mean, I think I get really scared of the over, like don't over water them, don't over water them. Because if it was just like water them every day, I'd be like, fine, automated, great. I just water them every single day. But to have to bring in an element of, you know, like judgment and like what, like knowledge. Oh, I have to touch the soil. What, what, what is that? So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm just looking at one now and I can see some of the fronds are drooping quite a bit. And I'm like, oh no, that's not mm. a good sign, is it? Yeah. Do you sort of, when they kind of die, do you like leave them around for a bit? Like accepting yeah. that? 
Oh, I hate being to, able see to accept it. it. It's not nice to see have a plant brother die and then the other one has to watch the other one start the other one die. I think that's actually like keeping a corpse in the house. So mm. don't do that. You just get rid of them. Get rid. Get rid. And did you so grow up with a garden? I did. I did, but we didn't it wasn't it was like a pretty wild garden. It wasn't really we didn't we did tend to it, but it was um it wasn't like, you know, an, an immaculate garden. It was a bit mm. of a jungle. So but then that was kind of a self-sufficient jungle, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of let nature take over. So that's kind of my vibe. <laughs> it's more of my vibe. Yeah. I yeah. feel like if you're in any way an impatient person, mm. that looking after plants and gardening is just not for you. I'm just a very easily distracted person. Mm-hmm. And I think also just, yeah, I'm bad at having um, dependence. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I think we're going to get onto in our next piece of advice, (laughs) which leads us seamlessly onto your third piece of advice, which is try not to have kids. Now, I say this fully knowing that that this is a real broad strokes with this, but I say it because, I mean, whatever response it elicits, it will it will it will crystallize to you what your position on that is. Um, cause I could say that and it would offend a lot of people of saying, how dare you? Of course, what, you can't tell me what to do, but I think, and I actually do. I mean, I have no, I have no clue what will happen in my life, but at this point in time, I certainly don't want children. And, um, I don't think there is enough female role models who say that. <laughs> and also it's, it's because also, I mean, I think there are so many incredible women who are mothers and, and, you know, uh, and do everything and it's awesome i also think there's so much space for like people who don't end up having kids also it's just so bad for the environment i suppose i'm gonna say this and then like in five years i'll have like a kid and everyone will be like remember when you said on the podcast <laughs> don't have kids but it's good because then i'll be like yeah i'm a, I'm a hypocrite yeah. I, I learned i learned a lot in five years but i think um I, I think i find it really freeing and really nice and i don't know comforting when i when i see women I admire who don't have kids and are happy people Mm. and are fulfilled with their lives. And I think so much, if you don't, if you don't feel that natural inclination, it's comforting to know that like you can have a very fulfilling life as a woman having no kids. And again, Mm -hmm. again, you know, very rarely people say to men, so when are you going to have children (laughs) when they're in their forties and fifties? Is is that your age? Do you think you're not quite at the sort of like mid thirties biological clock is ticking kind of? Yeah, well, I'm turning thirty next month, and I and I remember doing a film and and when I was pregnant, uh, playing a pregnant woman, and and everyone was like, once you turn thirty, it's just a switch, a switch goes, but mm. you know you'll just want them, and I'm like, great, I will do everything in my power to uh, to ignore that switch because if that <laughs> if I followed every decision that my hormones led me to make. I would be a disaster. I would be a, I it would be a nightmare. So, you know, I think as, as compelling as those are and, and, you know, and, and as much as I have, I am fully aware that, you know, everything can change. I think um, I want to come out and sort of, you know, draw a, a, a line in the sand and, um, you know, just don't have kids. And also to sort of have a bit of a sense of humor about it and talk just openly about it without it being this kind of incredibly like precious and whispered and um, important kind of thing that you can just say that and, you know, say that like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years time, but this is how I feel now and that's okay. I think the 
the idea of a mother is like you know the the sacredness around the idea of 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 motherhood being intrinsically tied to womanhood is um is just boring <laughs> i totally get that, I like, no, I totally get that. <laughs> there's so much more we're just going to jump to a quick ad break and we'll be right back with rose matafeo and we're back with Rose Matafeo, who's sharing her life advice with us today. And we're on to her fourth piece of life advice. Rose, could you hit us with this piece of advice, please? Okay. This piece of advice is that if you are a person who menstruates, uh, who gets a period, track it. Track that mother effer. Because um, <laughs> I have found it, like, I don't know why I hadn't been doing this for a long time. I am so because I'm I'm not on um, I'm not on the pill. So I I, I got off the pill ye- years and years ago, and um, so my 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 cycle is very very. Um, <laughs> this is, I'd say there's an overshare, but I'm like I've basically made I based a lot of my career about talking about my period. So um, I I didn't really realize how much that affected so much of my mood. Um, and how I, that's not a shameful thing. And I think it should be something that's totally like uh, taken into account, particularly in like a work, work kind of in work sphere is that sometimes I have an, a, a very weird cocktail of, of hormones um, going around in my body that affect my mind and body in very strange ways. And maybe, Rose, maybe in the same way that, you know, maybe you should think about, you know, eating um, and drinking, you know, uh, like for an entire week might make me feel crap the next the next week and don't stop doing it. But maybe that's the reason. In the same way as uh, that, that is true, I think uh, I've become way more mindful of like how that fluctuation of, of, of hormones and stuff affects how I work and affects how I feel about myself and to go, yeah, maybe avoid looking at pictures of yourself that those couple days or like maybe like don't be as mean to yourself in those days or, or, oh, you're really energetic in these days. So maybe you can get work done here. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like a peak where you're like your best self in your monthly cycle? Unfortunately, I think it's right after, I think for me, it's right after uh, my period stops. It's like, Mm -hmm those few days when like I'm it's like I'm coming up it's like it's like right there is a there is there is stuff going on so those are a great few days and then it just um descends into yeah the (laughs) usual sort of great mess of 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 existentialism and it's crazy how um little information there is I feel out there like I don't know about you and maybe this is just exposing my own ignorance but until I started doing fertility treatment, I didn't know that there were only like two days a month where you could actually get pregnant. Yeah. Because I swear my whole school life was about like being told that you could get pregnant if a boy looked at you. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, there's this big secret that there's only yeah. two days where you can actually get pregnant. Totally. It's wild. And also it's, 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 un- I mean, it's, I mean, it's something I've talked about heaps in my stand up, but it's just, it's unreal in, in a world where there's two days you can get pregnant yet the onus is always on, on, f- you know, female bodies to sort of be the ones not to get pregnant as opposed to not getting other people pregnant. And it's just, it's, it's almost, it's, it's a joke. It is literally a joke because yeah. it's uh, <laughs> the amount of, money put into researching forms of birth control for women 
uh, over and above um, Mm. maybe figuring out the other part of it Mm. is um, quite astonishing. Yeah, it's very sobering, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Um, Your fifth piece of advice is Mm -hmm. one that I really like and I think I relate to, and it is have crushes on all your friends. Yes, I firmly believe in this. And it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic crushes, although those are quite fun as well. And Mm -hmm. sometimes can be lovely and fleeting, particularly if you're single and they're single. Um, And uh, But I think crushes come in so many different forms. I think I'd define a crush as sort of just an intensely lovely feeling for another human being. And I think I have a lot of, I think you do go through phases of, of having crushes on friends where you go, I really want to spend time with them. What does I think they're the best person ever and having crushes on friends that you potentially don't act on romantically or sexually or whatever um, sustains them for years and like reminds you of why you're friends with them and sort of makes you and forces you to celebrate all the things you, you love about them. And, and, um, God, I think there's just nothing better in life than having a goddamn crush or fancying mm. someone. It's just, it's just the best. It's the life force of, of being on the on this planet. Yeah, and Crazy. it's just a spark, isn't it? And you get that spark yeah. with a new person you might meet at a party, and you just go and you end up spending the whole night talking to that one random person. Yeah, and it's an amazing feeling, even if it's not romantic. Yeah, you're right. Totally. It's it's like oftentimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if, if, if the 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 disparity between the amount of crushes I've had on people in my life and the actual things that have amounted to any type of romantic relationship is very, very big. But um, but yeah, I think I'll I'll have crushes until the day I die. I think, and um, are you someone yeah. that has like in that respect? friendships that are like almost like the equivalent of like a one night stand or like a really hot date where you have like an incredibly intense friendship for like a short period of time and then oh yeah sort of fizzles out oh yeah that happens a lot I think it happens a lot as well like in comedy or in like when you're uh, an actor and stuff like with different projects and stuff you become very close with people you become like a weird little you know cohort and then it disappears. It's like doing, it's like doing a, it's doing like, it's like doing a musical at school, you know, when you're like, oh, we're going to be friends forever. And you're like, yeah, totally. we really don't stay in touch. But I think that's the fun thing about doing comedy through the years of like doing festivals and stuff and like kind of feeling like you're going away on summer camp and, and, but that would happen every year. It's a real, it's a real childlike teenage, like sort of existence that, yeah, mm. it's quite fun though. And then at the same time, do you have friends that have been long-term friends that, just feel like almost like siblings to you yes i do i mean like my co-writer alice is one of those people and then emma who's in the show so i'm kind of out of sight out of mind i'm quite a bad person in that sense so i'm I'm really bad at kind of maintaining relationships like from afar like but as soon as i'll see them it'll be like you know i I saw them yesterday yeah but so a bit like with the plants you're forgetting to uh water your your friendship i can only see what's in front of me yeah (laughs) it's terrible your sixth piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Yes, my sixth piece of advice is I'm nearing the end of my 20s. I turn 30 next month. And I think this is one that I have, I think, just enough wisdom to sort of impart. And that is that I think spending your 20s trying to hone your instincts is a good thing. And then hopefully in your 30s, try trust the instincts. <laughs> um, I think your 20s are in or my twenties, you know, uh, are an insane mess of like hormones, new experiences, sort of 
doing adult things or being in situations that like maybe um far like kind of exceed your maturity sometimes and you have to do a lot of catching up and 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 faking it until you make it and stuff and 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 it's a hard time to feel like you can trust your own judgment sometimes um because you're you're kind of still piecing that together uh it's like kind of you're, you're piecing together like, like a toolkit of, of being like, what do I value? What are my principles? Who are the people I like? Who are the people I don't like? And and how confident am I am to be the person I am and to sort of say no and yes to things and, and have resolve in those decisions and stuff. And I think it's good to not pressure yourself to feel like you know everything in your 20s and, and when you're young. And I think it's kind of good, a good thing to sort of humble yourself and know that you don't know uh, everything and you're going to feel different. Your brain changes. Your brain literally will just cha- will cha- completely change in five years or 10 years or 20 years in the same way that I'll look back on me now and be like, you're such a fuck, you're dumbass. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't know shit. So, and it's always good to remember that there's always a version 10 years ahead of you who is looking at you like a, like an idiot. I think it's good to like also start like having confidence in the things that you've experienced and learned in your in your youth, I suppose, in your twenties, when you become, yeah, you know, you're a bit, a bit older and being like, Oh no, I actually don't like that. And I'm confident to, I, I guess, ask for more in friendships or know when something isn't working out or just having that life experience to be like, mm. this has happened before. <laughs> and I know what I did wrong then. And I'm going to do better now. Yeah. Yeah. What are your sort of expectations for your 30s or your hopes or like how do you when you picture yourself as like a 38 year old successful woman in the world like what are you thinking what are you seeing well she's like very toned Mm -hmm. for some reason like like against all odds she hasn't done any exercise in her entire life really but for some reason when she's 38 she's like rip weird um I hopefully someone who's like Happy has a lot of friends is doing things that still make she feels passionate about and like oh my god this sounds so cheesy like what is my 38, 38 year old version of myself but um I don't know I just want to maintain I just want to be like cool I guess and um <laughs> I want to just you know I'm I'm very happy where I am now and I'm like if I could keep going having really lovely friends and working on things that I feel really excited and passionate about and, mm. and, 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 and maintain a level of, of a healthy level of cynicism, but also a, a, a nice lack of it yeah. <laughs> in certain areas uh, and still be a romantic person. Uh, I think that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. I remember the thing I was like really looking forward to about my thirties was being someone that went for dinner on her own and oh my just God, went yeah. and like sat and read a book and drank a glass of wine and like was that person I'm, that I would see in places. And oh, actually yeah. I have followed through with that and it's something that I really enjoy doing. So that's so good. I, I'm ahead of you, man. I, I kind of got into that like in my mid twenties and Did I you? haven't looked back. Yeah. I've 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 I knew that that was the future I wanted for myself. I was like, mm. start young. So no one so it just people expect it of you by the time you're in their thirties. It's not like a oh, that's weird. Rose has gone for dinner on her own again. It's like, yeah, that's what she does. It's her thing. I love that. <laughs> Um, so we've come to the end of your good pieces of advice and we're now at um, a piece of bad advice that you've maybe been given and uh, it hasn't been something that's that you've kind of acted on and it's been particularly positive in your life or that's particularly resonated for you so what is your bad piece of advice 
Well, I mean, like my, I've got a bad, I, I do have a bad piece of advice that, um, that someone else gave me once that um, was to soften my accent to be successful in the Ooh. UK, which was very fun. But I, um, I'd say, which is a bizarre one, and I don't think a one that would have worked. I think, I don't know if it's bad advice, but it's also advice that sort of um, completely undermines all my other pieces of advice. And that is that rem- just to remember that you know nothing and life is complicated and nothing means anything. <laughs> and ultimately life is, you know, you die, you live alone, you die alone, you're born alone. Uh, and really we're just kind of remarkably insignificant. So I think that's a bit of a downer, you know, to end. I love ending on a downer. <laughs> um, has anybody kind of like said a similar thing to you or um, made um, you feel... No, but I think it's a general attitude that I think I was sort of imbued into my uh, my my concept of the world from my parents. My parents are very they're hippies. They're like they're like they're they're hippies who like also are deeply cynical and um a pessimist. So a healthy kind of serving of like, yeah, but everything's fucked. It's <laughs> <laughs> always good. It's always good. It's always a good you know galvanizing energy yeah i mean it's an an anxiety it's Mm. an anxiety to sort of just fuel you for the rest of your life yeah yeah just be nervous be nervous be on edge okay you never know what will happen have you thought of a career as a motivational speaker um i have considered it i have considered it but i just think i'd be too successful and it would just take (laughs) over my life so i i can't do it Uh, amazing well i can't wait for your ted talk um (laughs) Thank you both so much for sharing your advice with us. It's been great having you on the show and I wish you all the best with the uh, next season and I can't wait to watch it. Thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you as well. Thanks for listening to this week's Grazia Life Advice podcast and thanks again to Rose Matafeo for sharing so much with us. As ever, if you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe. And if you know someone, maybe they have a penchant for rubbish pop socks or maybe they need to start tracking their menstrual cycle, please suggest they listen. There is nothing more powerful for us than a personal recommendation. Take care. Bye.